Well, thanks, Tim. I hope you guys are doing well down there. Everything I know about is good. You tell me, what do you expect? Uh, Senator Isaacson met with uh, Brett Kavanaugh earlier this week. What are you looking for? Well, I've met with him before, too. Today is our formal meeting uh, before he goes to the Judiciary Committee. As a former member of the Judiciary Committee, I can tell you that uh, I want somebody that's going to uphold and defend the Constitution. That's in his oath of office. It's in my oath of office. And he committed to that in the White House last week when he uh, was announced as uh, the president's nominee. Uh, you think, I mean, it obviously requires a bit of a crystal ball here. Do you see any kind of a confirmation issue? Uh, did, did, there might be some Republicans appeal off. On the other hand, you might peel off some Democrats. How do you see this thing shake it out and when? Well, I think the Republicans that might uh, go sideways on his uh, confirmation have come out publicly in favor and support. So I think on the Republican side, we're okay. I think the Democratic side, we should get a number of people who who claim they want the same thing we want, and that's somebody that's going to uphold and defend the Constitution, will vote for him, just like they did Neil Gorsuch. So this is a guy that we have 300 rulings and uh, when he was on the federal bench. We know what his record is. So this is not going to be a mystery about how he's going to perform on the Supreme Court. Senator David Perdue with us. If I understand your position from earlier this week, I, I may literally be talking with the only member of the U.S. Congress who isn't losing his mind over what President Trump said this week in Helsinki. What's your view on what he did say? You know, this town is, is absolutely crazy, Tim. They, they jump on the shiny object of the day, like a three-pound bass. I mean, it's amazing. The president has getting no credit for reengaging with Russia. After eight years under President Obama, where U.S. Uh, interests disengaged from Russia, we had a Russia reset, if you can remember that, uh, as long as the red line in Syria. And what that did is that created a vacuum in the world, and Russia, China, Iran, uh, uh, North Korea all jumped into that. So what the president's trying to do right now is re-engage with Russia. And I know, from, I know for a fact in back conversations and private conversations that uh, President Trump has in no uncertain terms made it clear to Russia we will not put up with them fooling around with our elections. That's, that's, that's not the issue. So however that comes out uh, in the press is their problem. But right now I can tell you he's standing up for American interest in, uh, in our dealings with Russia. Now, there was the idea that you got those Democrats out there who have literally introduced legislation that says let's shut down ICE. There was the idea kicked around in the House, hey, let's vote on that and put those people on record. Now, obviously you're not going to shut down ICE. What do you make of all this? Well, I sponsored, I co-sponsored a bill in the Senate that would protect that from ever happening. I mean, the Democrats want to shut down ICE. They want open borders. I mean, one of the U.S. senators from California clearly wants open borders, like California is doing right now, Tim. And California can't afford it. They're broke. And uh, so what they want to do now is have the, the U.S. follow suit and bring these people in illegally. So what we've done is put a, a, a resolution in that would make sure ICE – uh, gets the funding it needs. These people are, are just like our U.S. military. They put their lives on the line every day. They defend our country, and they're protecting our borders. So they're very, very important to us right now. Uh, finally, this. we got about three minutes left here. I want to spend them all talking about this uh, actual substance here for a moment. Uh, the legislation you and uh, George Congressman Barry Loudermilk working on, uh, Loudermilk, Republican from Bartow County, something called the Merit Act. By way of explaining what we're talking about here. Three examples. Uh, an employee at HUD, Housing and Urban Development, an employee there who managed an exotic dancing operation uh, while on the clock at HUD, uh, an EPA worker who literally didn't show up for six years and was not fired, and somebody at the FCC who spent eight hours a day looking at porn and could not be fired. The Merit Act would, uh, would, would do away with some of this knucklehead behavior. 
Well, Tim, what we did last year, and the national press never really talked about it, is we put a bill in that will allow the head of the Veterans Administration to fire people. And since that time, one year, they fired 1,550 people for cause at the Veterans Administration. It's perverse up here that the head of a department cannot fire people for not doing their jobs. The examples that you talk about abound up here, and what we've done in this bill, Barry, put, Barry Loudermilk put the bill in the House, I put it in the Senate, and we're hoping to get a vote on it shortly that would allow these department heads to fire people for cause. It's ridiculous that we have to have a, an act of Congress to allow these people to run their, their departments like a business. Oh, well, that's the thing. You come from that private sector world, and, and so many of your colleagues don't. Uh, you would not have had some of the issues in getting rid of these types of employees, I don't know, at, at, at Dollar General or, or Reebok. Well, good grief, Tim. I would have been fired if I hadn't fired people who weren't doing their jobs. So you, you, don't, you can't survive in the real world doing that. In politics or in business, though, in Washington, they get used to that normality. And so that's why this, this government has bloated up to the size that it has and why we've got a financial crisis like we've got right now. So President Trump does not fit anybody's mold of what, they, what the uh, established politicians want in terms of what a president should look like, but he's willing to break eggs and shake things up here, and he's doing that. Now, what are the prospects for this legislation? Well, I think it's pretty good in, in, in the House. They'll pass it in the House. The problem is we'll have to get uh, 10 senators uh, on the Democratic side to pass this, and they don't want that. They, they are in bed with the unions up here, and I can tell you for a fact that it's in their interest to have bigger government up here. The problem we have in – and 70% of our state houses, Tim, have figured this out. They're Republican. They have figured out this big government dogma that the Democrats have been selling us for 100 years has failed. The Great War on Poverty failed. The poverty rate today is exactly the same as it was when the Great Society was signed in 65. The VA is a mess. The Postal Service is bankrupt. Social Security and Medicare are, are bankrupt. So we know what doesn't work, and what President Trump's trying to do is put things in place now that do work. Finally, let's go on this one, Georgia Senator David Perdue, and I can anticipate the answer, but duty obliges that I ask the question. Now, do you have an opinion one way or the other that you'd like to share on the uh, governor's runoff on Tuesday? Yeah, beat the Democratic nominee, <laughs> whoever they come out to be. Uh, you know, any one of our nominees, even in the primary, and certainly these two in the runoff, will make a better governor than the Democratic offering. Um, we've proven what works in the state of Georgia, and that's uh, economic development, um, you know, limited government, fiscal responsibility. The past two governors have created a situation where, and the legislature, where Georgia now is the best place in the country in which to do business. Why do we want to fool around with that? Georgia Senator David Perdue, thanks for checking in this morning.